Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour as we continue all the way till 3 right here on the Big Talker 1700. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon. And you can always get in on the show at 264-1700. Right now, special guest Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert is where you can get all of your terrific Cyclone information. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, let's start with a couple of basketball <coughs> excuse me, issues. And the first one... And it seemed like it wasn't really that big of a shocker. Michael Jacobson, former Waukee star, transferring from Nebraska. Now he's an Iowa State Cyclone. Yeah, it wasn't a a crazy shocker, I think, to most people who have been uh, trying to follow this basketball recruiting stuff closely the last six weeks or so. Um, Obviously, Jacobson um, transferred from Nebraska well over a month ago, and um, he had mentioned, or he hadn't mentioned, but there were some rumors out there that he was interested in Iowa State even back then. And things kind of slowly progressed, but he visited Iowa State on May 13th unofficially. And really in the last week or so since then, the, the 10 days since then, um, his name has been floating around that this was probably going to happen. I think, um, you know, he might have been uh, away for a little bit, and so it didn't become official until yesterday. But, um yeah, like you said, not a big shocker, but I think a nice addition for Iowa State in terms of getting a role player that will have to sit out next year and then have two years left. But, you know, he, he's produced in the Big Ten and kind of gives him that forward depth that can play defense, uh, rebounds really well. And then uh, he told me yesterday he wants to really use this year off to improve his offensive game. Well, and certainly an opportunity for him to do that. Very efficient on the rebounding aspect, both offensively and defensively. And he's a kid that shot it very well in high school. We just took a look at his numbers a little bit ago, Alex. And his senior year, he shot 37% from downtown. If he could expand that game, fill out, and maybe be a compliment inside to Solomon Young, that uh, junior class that'll be there in two years is looking pretty good inside. Yeah, he's got you know the good size at six nine two forty, and and like you said, out of high school, you know I think he scored twelve hundred plus points at Waukee, and um, it, by twenty four seven he was the top player in that two thousand fifteen class out of the state of Iowa. And it was interesting. Iowa State actually offered him in football uh, coming out of high school. He decided to play basketball and go to Nebraska, but it's kind of crazy. He said how things kind of come full circle like that. But in terms of what he brings, like you said, I think last year. Uh, more in the two years combined, he 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 started in 56 of the 65 games he yep. played in for Nebraska, including all 31 games last year as a starter, and averaged six points and uh, like 6.2 rebounds per game. But in the Big Ten, in Big Ten play, he averaged 6.5 rebounds a game, which was 10th in the Big Ten, and was the second best rebounder offensively um, in the Big Ten. So, like you said, he he brings that, and he's proven he can shoot. And I think um, you know this year off, you know that year off, that sit out year uh, can really help players and. While Mario Shayak wants to work on his three-point shot, Jacobson probably wants to work on you know, some, some of his mid-range and things closer to the basket. But both of those guys could really benefit from a year off. And uh, Steve Frome said last week, not referencing Jacobson, obviously, but that, that gold team, that scout team, could really help Iowa State, too, because now you guys, or now they have you know, Jacobson and Shayak, two guys uh, who have played at a high level, uh, going against guys like Terrence Lewis and Lindell Wigginton in practice, which um, that's kind of something that sometimes gets overlooked, but that could also help Iowa State immediately. Uh, we're having a conversation with Alex Halstead on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, 
McNeil is a different story. And Trent and I uh, opened the show today by discussing Jacobson and then McNeil. It's not official yet. When do you think Iowa State will officially release McNeil? Well, the, the big thing with that is they have to get the official paperwork and then process it. And it sounded like as of the beginning of the week, they still hadn't gotten any paperwork. Obviously, um, it seemed like a rush decision that kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Um, he he told me Friday he had asked out of his uh, letter of intent, asked for his release, and Pro made comments yesterday, I think it was, that he didn't hear from his mom and about getting out of that release until Saturday. So obviously the weekend helped things up and assume um, that all that's going to probably go ahead. It's kind of hard to go back and asking for a release, you know, because if, if you're already unsure about going to a school before you get there, it probably doesn't make sense for them to even try to repair that and bring him because you, know, you might just end up transferring anyways. So, you know, I think it will go forward. It's just a matter of getting that paperwork and a matter of how Iowa State deals with it. They could block it and, you know, he'd have to go say sit out a year or they could just give him his release and, I assume they'll give him his release, but uh, I guess you never really know for sure. Alex, uh, some talk of somebody connected to his AAU program uh, getting a job out at Cal. There's a lot of people making that connection. What have you been able to unearth there and a possibility of maybe a little tampering going on with the McNeil case? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think, you know, the the, the strangest thing is, you know, I, I didn't talk to him probably for about a month, but, you know, he was really excited about playing with Lindell and, he talked about how they could be a really good backcourt in the Big 12 for years to come. And even as, you know, just as recently as I think 10 days ago, he's, you know, retweeting Iowa State men's basketball stuff about himself and the team. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 days later after that, you know, he just suddenly asked out of his release. And so three weeks before he was supposed to get here, you know, they start classes June 12th. He'd been committed since uh, September 5th, signed since the first days of November. So, you can go nine months or seven months, whichever you want to pick, but either way, it's quite a long time to be committed and then all of a sudden passed out. Like you said, his AAU coach, or I'm not sure if it was the coach or just someone associated with his program, uh, is now an assistant coach. He got hired at Cal in April. Um, that's been one thought. You know, that coach, I think, um, played a role in him, you know, eventually going to Iowa State um, in terms of, you know, they had good relationships there, obviously. And, you know, now obviously he's at Cal. So we'll find out where McNeil maybe ends up. But uh, definitely a strange situation because you don't see a lot of decommitments in basketball to begin with, but especially this close to signing or this close to arriving mm-hmm. and after being committed for nine months is pretty surprising. Alex, uh, I, I do find it interesting that that is the case. However, we see a case right now going on in Pittsburgh, and Trent and I talked about the Jared Utah situation that took place when he wanted out at Wisconsin and what Bo Ryan tried to do, and public pressure finally squashed all of that. Uh, isn't it better to, once the paperwork is filed, just to cut bait and quickly move on? That's what I assume they'll do. And, you know, a letter of intent works a little bit different than a transfer. The transfer, you can uh, restrict specific schools. Most schools seem to restrict, um, you know, either teams on their schedule for the upcoming season or a lot of them, like you said, restrict uh, them from going to another conference. I know uh, Mikhail McIntosh from Illinois State, obviously he still has to make a decision if he wants to stay in the draft. But I heard Iowa State was blocked from him because they might play Illinois State. Uh, next year in that tournament in Florida. So, you know, schools do that, and that's different for transfers. But when you look at a letter of intent, based on I went and re- looked at the rules, 
you either have to give them a full release or you have to block them, and then they either come to your school or sit out a year. So you can't block specific schools where, you know, say, you know, Trent mentioned Cal. Iowa State couldn't block just Cal. They'd either have to give him a release or just block him from getting out altogether. So I imagine the easier route is just to give him the release. Just move on from that one. Well, Alex, when we talked a week ago, every week it's something different here. This has been, we knew it was going to be somewhat of a wild ride with four open scholarships in the spring signing period. But Alex, uh, back when we started this whole thing about, what, a month and, month and a half ago, we could have never envisioned anything quite like this, right? Yeah, you know, we like you said, we started this spring talking about four scholarships, and now all of a sudden we're in late May, and they've added four players. They've added Jeff Beverly and Hans Brace and uh, Michael Jacobson and Mario Shayok. So they've added the four players, and now they still got two left, assuming that McNeil um, situation gets finalized. So it's been kind of crazy. You know, they're going to go into next season, uh, assuming they fill both of these final two spots, with eight of thirteen players being new to the program. So. It's going to be a complete turnover. Um, I think the thing for them now is, you know, Promus said it, to be patient because you don't want to go and feel like you're rushed and have to just take a guy just to take him and then, you know, a year from now feel like that guy didn't work in your program. Um, it kind of happened a little bit with Ray Kisango, I think, but they don't want to necessarily have that situation again where, you know, like Promus said, there's teams that go into the season with an open scholarship or two. You know, you're, you're only playing so many guys. I think they'd probably for sure like to get to 10 eligible players because right now when you look at their 11 scholarship players, nine of them can play next year. Two of them have to sit out. You probably want to get to at least 10, but if you have an open spot going into the fall, it's not the worst thing in the world because they can use that for mid-year, which um, you know last year there were some good menus out there and they couldn't take one. So that's not the worst thing in the world, but they probably want to add at least one more body um, somewhere by the end of the summer. Is it, is it just Alex... Uh... Guard is something that I know we've talked about in the past, somebody to help out in that backcourt. Is it uh, fifth year probably is what they're looking at, somebody that will be eligible right away in the backcourt? Is that what you're thinking if they're just looking at one more? Yeah, it's been interesting because before the McNeil stuff came out, there were I'd heard some stuff that they were getting closer with the graduate transfer, and it wasn't necessarily a guard. Hmm. Um, it was more of a forward, but it could be a guy that could play on the wing. Obviously now that McNeil won't likely be in this class, I think, in, if, say they do take that person who, I haven't got a ton of details on that, but say they take that person, I think they would then go after a guard to replace McNeil. And Pro made comments about how they'd love to get somebody on the perimeter for next year, but it would be ideal if they could get someone that's not just next year, but a little bit longer term. You know, if they can still go get, um, you know, I don't know what kind of jucos are out there, but if they could get a player that has a couple years left or, or that sort of thing. Uh, it kind of helps your program because say you do take two more grad transfers, all of a sudden your 2018 class is back to five scholarships and Mm -hmm. uh, you're kind of back in the same boat as you were this year. How has the uh, football caravan been? uh, What what do your reports tell you? Well, I made a a couple stops just uh, that time of year where I kind of get the house cleaning stuff and um, hasn't been a ton of news, but the turnouts have been uh, really good. I went to Clear Lake and there were probably four or 500 people there, I think, at the surf ballroom and um, so, so good reports in terms of uh, people getting out. You know, we've had a chance to talk to Campbell about a few things. Mostly, it's just odds and ends this time of year. Uh, he he talked about how they'd like to change the identity of their uniforms still, whether that's this year or the year after, and things like that. But um, the football side's been a little less news this spring than than the basketball side. Alex Halstead joining us here as we talk some Iowa State. Well. 
Uh, numbers starting to trickle out here. The magazines are on the newsstands. Uh, I think I saw Athlon was out there. And it seems like there is a, a little bit of regional and national buzz for Iowa State. A lot of people nationally talking about them, at the very least, becoming bowl eligible this season. Uh, you hear the same kind of things, uh, not just from our local level here, Alex, but but people across your landscape that are, that are 24-7 sports? Yeah, I think a lot of more a lot more people are looking at looking at that and, and some of the, their games as more of a, a toss-up than, say, the other team being favored, uh, a much more competitive game. You know, when I've looked at, you know, some of um, the sites at 24-7, it's interesting to see the perspective. Uh, they've done some things about spring outlooks of other teams and, you know, just the fact that they're going to have Jacob Park for a full year with what he did last year, I think draws a lot of attention that their offense could be pretty formidable offense when you look at Jacob Park and then you got David Montgomery and Mike Warren in your backfield, two guys that have, uh, full years of Big 12 experience now under their belt. Um, Alan Lazard going into his senior year, um, trying to really showcase himself even more. DeSante Jones in, with a full year. As long as that offensive line kind of holds up, you know, a lot of people think that the offense could be pretty good. It's going to be the question of what can they, what can that defense do in the Big 12? And um, so that's kind of the big question. And um, that kind of starts on that defensive front. And uh, I talked to Camilo Tangamoa last night, and that's going to be the big question is, He's going to take a summer session in June to finish up JUCO. He's still aiming to be at Iowa State in July, but um, if that all goes according to plan, they, they could have some good peace on the defensive line. Uh, if he gets here too late to, say, play next year because he could still redshirt, maybe that changes things a little bit. But I think a lot of the questions next year kind of start with the defense if that offense can stay healthy. Um, Alex, um some places in Vegas have come out with their over-unders. It's about five and a half right now for Iowa State. Um, look, I know you're a homer guy, and that's what you're in the business of doing, but do you play the under or the over at five and a half? I'd probably take, as of today, I'd probably take the under until I see them play. I think, you know, I've seen, I think I saw that five and a half out there. I would have thought it would be more like four and a half because then you have to pick you know, five or four, and the five would still put you on the verge of a bowl game. And that's kind of where I am is where I think you know, they could be at that, that five. If they can be at that five mark late into the season and give themselves a chance, that's kind of where they might get to the bowl game this year. Um, but I think it kind of all starts with how, how do they start that schedule? Because like we've talked about before, I think you for sure have to beat Akron and, and you and I, and if you beat Iowa, um, the years they go three and oh, that really sets you up to do something. If you, start one and two non-conference that kind of sets you back right away as we've um, seen in you know last year and years past so uh, there's definitely big 12 games out there for them to get though you know whether it's Kansas uh, Texas Tech has lost two big receivers just since the season ended to transfer uh, Baylor's going to have some questions although they bring in a, a, a quarterback that I think should be able to get them through things and they get Texas first game at home um, with a new coaching staff so it's going to be interesting I think there's big 12 games out there for them to win but they got to kind of have get off to a fast start to build some of that momentum. Finally, uh, one more on the recruiting front. We've talked quite a bit here over this month of Real Mitchell, the quarterback from California that is committed to Iowa State. Uh, pretty big honors coming your way. He's going to be heading to the Elite 11 mm -hmm. camp. Yeah, that's you know big for them, uh, or big for him, I guess. And There's 25 quarterbacks going this year. It typically ranges from, I think, 12 to 24 that go to the finals, and then the 11 go to the opening in uh, Oregon, you know, later in the month of June and into July. So, you know, but he's just going to that is quite an honor to be regarded as, you know, really one of the top 25 quarterbacks in the country and a guy that, 
you know, I think I wrote when he committed, is Iowa State's third highest rated quarterback commit in the last decade, uh, only to, I think, uh, Steele Jantz and Grant Rojas. And um, Rojas, obviously, you know, did had a couple of good games that Iowa State ended up transferring, and, and Steele Jantz, I think, the same thing, where he has some games that he's known for. But, you know, Mitchell has that kind of talent where he could be a really good player, and uh, I know Iowa State's really excited to uh, have him, and, you know, he got an offer from Kansas State last Friday, and I think other schools could keep coming in, but uh, right now he's been recruiting for Iowa State and seems pretty solid, uh, which is good news for them going into the summer. Always good, man, when we have you on the show. Thank you as always, Alex. You have a great day. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your week. Okay, you too. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert, right here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Be interesting. I mean, look, this we really don't know what Iowa has. We really don't really know what Iowa State has this year. Well, what do you mean? As far as football and the when the point spreads have come out, the over-unders anyway, I thought Alex made a good point. God, I'd like to see them at least once before I make that determination what? if it's over or under. Hindsight is always, always 20, 20, 20. 20. Yeah, yes, I it mean, is. Yeah. Boy, if I could bet after oh, the games, yeah. I mean, I'd be making a lot of money. You would be. Not how it works. You, you wouldn't be doing this show either. That's You'd very true. Be on an island if in I, the Atlantic. If, in the Atlantic? Why the Atlantic? It's warmer. Really? Water's warmer in the Atlantic than in the Pacific. Yeah. Oh, yeah Unless I, you're over by Hawaii, it's warm there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy B. I, I know all this firsthand information. It's, I'm just telling you. You're an encyclopedia, that, that is for sure. Uh, <laughs> means you're old and you haven't been open oh, for a long geez, time. Oh, jeez, will you... <laughs> All right, quick break after that. What a shot over the bow. Uh, we're coming right back. It's the Big Talker, 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Tom's Auto Sales. What sets us apart from all the other car dealerships in Des Moines is that we're the largest independent in Iowa. We sell more cars than any other independent in Iowa. And the reason we do is because we have cars from 5000 to 20000 At that price range, no one compares to us. If you're looking for a used car and you don't shop at Tom's Auto Sales, you are making a big mistake. Tom's Auto Sales. 
Hey, your new to you ride is here. At Tom's Auto Sales, you'll find great prices and the best selection of quality used vehicles around. And as Iowa's largest independent used car dealer, we can offer vehicles in the five to six thousand dollar range. Four to five hundred cars, trucks, and SUVs in stock. That's Tom's Auto Sales. Three locations just off 235 on East University Avenue, and one location just south of 8035 on Merle Hay Road. Check us out at Tom'sAutoGroup.com. That's Tom'sAutoGroup.com. Tom's Auto Sales. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Why, you ask? Because each meal is prepared and crafted with the finest ingredients by Sam and Gabe's experienced chefs. Well-known in central Iowa for steaks, handmade pasta dishes, specialty pizzas, and, of course, the incomparable steak de Burgo. Join them in Urbandale for dinner, Sunday brunch, and live music, or dine with them for lunch or dinner in the East Village. Private event rooms are also available. Reserve your table at SamandGabe's.com. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Uh, Did you see where former Cyclone David Irving, who was uh, an important part of the defense last season for the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, yes. Suspended now for four games. Whoops. What do you do? Little PED action. Yeah. However, he was taking a supplement, which he isn't, <laughs> which he isn't endorsing. <laughs> and the league busted no him. Way. Yes. No. Yes. That's way. From yes. The way. Onion. That's no. not a true story. Wait. 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 So he's taking a product. Yes. And endorsing it. Yes. That isn't legal to take if you're an NFL football player? Apparently not. Apparently it's got some PED stuff get, in it. Where are you getting this Got from? it off of Twitter today. From who? Dallas. Out of Dallas. From who in Dallas? Well, I'd have I to mean, go is back it, and is look. Is it some drunken buffoon sitting no, on it? No, no, no. Like a reporter from down there? Yes. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. That's why I found it. <laughs> that, no way. Yeah. So, David Irving. Facing four-game suspension for PED usage ESPN. 
Yeah, yeah, I saw that part. Of okay. It. I got that part. Yeah. But he's endorsing a product. Correct. That is illegal. Well, I don't think he knew it was illegal. <laughs> Where's his agent here? I... <laughs> Where? It stems from an over-the-counter substance Irving used in an attempt to endorse the product. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Hey, I'm not just a pretty face here, okay? Not that, but... <coughs> he was not carrying a stop sign when this took place. It's true. It's true. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A source said the issue stems from an over-the-counter substance yes. Irvin used in an attempt to endorse the product. product. So he's trying it out. Yeah. To seeing endorse, what it could do. See if it would if he would endorse it. Well, hopefully it worked well at the very <laughs> least. Because he got suspended. He got suspended out of it, so hopefully it pumped him up. Unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So we laugh about stories like this. Yep. But if we, this same conversation was happening in baseball, Everybody'd be up on Mount Pius. Oh, I know. Talking down. Oh, this awful. Why? Why is it that way? It's the same in every sport. It doesn't matter. You think nobody. Has there ever been a suspension for PEDs in the NBA? Well, there has been. No, well, there has been for drugs. Yeah, right. That's, but, but yeah. yeah, but not PEDs. God, I don't so recall. So you're telling me. I don't recall that. Right. Yeah. You're telling me. Yeah. And a collection of the best athletes in any sport, in my mind, is the NBA. Yes. Out of that whole group. Yes. That nobody ever has taken a performance-enhancing drug. Ever. Can I just sit here and laugh at that? I mean, he, I know. Ever? It's never happened. We've never seen a suspension. I haven't seen it for PEDs, no. For performance-enhancing yeah. drugs. Yeah, we're not talking about... Uh, John Lucas right. snorting some stuff back in the Mike, day. Michael Ray Richards. Right, yeah. right, right. We're not going down the Roy Tarpley route. No. We're talking about performance-enhancing drugs. Exactly. And it's never happened in a sport that plays back-to-backs, plays four nights and four days, right. a lot of travel. Yep. You're running on hardwood. Yep. All these things, the bumps the take that you take throughout, mm-hmm. and never once. <laughs> not to my recollection. Has there been a suspension? You know how dumb that is. I'm gonna let me just. And yet, some guy that, gets I'm gonna check something here for yeah. taking some stupid supplement in baseball, and he gets an 81 game suspension. Or even if he's just going old school and he's writing it up and he's putting it right in the vein, who cares? We get all worked up about that. Richard Lewis. Okay. PEDs. All right. I just uh, I went to this. How long ago is this? Uh, well, Richard Lewis probably quit playing. Four years ago, maybe? That's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. 2012. Yeah, something. right in yeah. there. Yeah. Four or five. Okay, so there's one. Okay. Uh, defined in the 2005 collective bargaining agreement. So they nabbed one. So they got Richard Lewis. All right, the guys that we just mentioned. Michael Ray Richardson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remembered Chris Anderson. Yeah. Now, yep. now that rings a bell. Okay. He was not doing anything to enhance his performance, though. It says here it was. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Latrell Sprewell. Okay. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas. Gotcha. That's about it, though. I mean, but, that's a very small uh, list. Right. That's, that's where I'm getting to, Jimmy. Yeah. Me, is in this sport, with the demands on it, you got nothing. 
football, yeah, we hear these stories. They come up and they're laughed off in four games. I mean, we got guys running at each other full speed. But baseball, when it happens in baseball, so what is it, Jimmy B? You've been around for a while. What is it? Why is it that when these things happen in baseball, you have to read, you got the latest column about why this is awful for baseball, all these different things. Is it just the numbers? Because there has to be more than that. It's the sanctity of the game. The sanctity, the purity, the the unwritten rules of baseball. It's terrible. It's terrible. I look, I I, I don't get where baseball the writers feel like they're holier than thou. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this because you can't cheat. Well, Okay, they did something to enhance their bodies, but they still have to hit the ball. It's the toughest thing in major league sports to do. Don't we both agree with that, correct? Yes. Is hitting a a fastball or a a 98 mile per hour fastball or a curveball that just bails you right out of the box. Toughest thing in sports. For some reason, it is the Sanctity and purification of the game. It's, uh, I, it's I, I, know, I struggle with it. I do too. That's it's... why. That's why I, I I don't have a big bitch about the PED era. It happened. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball let it happen. Let it happen. It took place. It's part of baseball lore. We know that. And people can say, well, they were all cheating. Well, yeah, they all were. Yeah. It wasn't like it was just two or three guys. They were all cheating. And you know what? Babe Ruth, <laughs> he didn't have to see African-American players. No, he didn't. And not. most people in baseball through the first half of the, uh, the, century, the 1900s yeah. Yeah. didn't have to see anybody right. with uh, lighter skin than you or me. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I know. They, there was very few players from what dominates the sport these days down in and the, the Dominican. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And they didn't have to play with those guys. Right. So what are we getting into here? Is it a racial component? I mean, think <sighs> of the sport and think of the, where the know, sport is the today. Theory. Are you saying PEDs is a racial no, component? No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay, okay. No, no. Is it these people, the sanctimonious people, oh, okay. looking down yes. and trying to keep these records well, look at these shortcuts these people of today are taking. Oh, I see. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And we have to keep the Mickey Mantles and the Babe Ruths of the world, their records that they accomplished. Because there's there's something more than just strictly the numbers. And it, it's a terrible, it's a very uncomfortable subject to bring it, it is. up that way. Yes. But I just wonder, because the different things we we look at and you talk about, they just don't add up. Just the numbers. Well, there's numbers in all kinds of sports. The numbers that matter mm-hmm. in all kinds of sports. Yeah, the home run record is one thing, but I come back to that, and, and I just wonder, and certainly hope it's not the case, but at least it needs to be brought up, right? I mean, it's fair to bring it up. Neither of us have the actual answer to it. No. But what else is there? I, I, I don't know. I didn't think of the racial undertones, if that was the case or not. To be honest with you, it didn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, neither one of us think like that. No, we, no. We don't have those issues. Um, now that you mention it, maybe. 
maybe, may, maybe, yeah, you did. I mean, maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just black guys that use PEDs, right? Right. A lot of white guys use PEDs. Yes, yeah. Was it just guys it, that it, are it, that are from the Caribbean? Hispanics use yeah. the PEDs, right? Right. Caribbean guys use the PEDs. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, PEDs don't see race. <laughs> Sounds like a T-shirt. <laughs> they don't. Well, we're going to go from this uh, uncomfortable subject. Ew, and boy. We're going to talk more about the NFL. Yeah. David Irving aside. See, you, thought, you thought I was jobbing you there. I, I didn't know. I, I figured it was a real story. It just it sounds fake. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> No, it sounded like no, this fake is news. real. This is real news. He's taking done, a supplement done by a real reporter that, he, that he's trying out to see if it is something that he wants to endorse. Endorse, yeah. And it's illegal by yeah. the NFL. They, well, that's his story. Yeah. I mean, they probably said, "Hey, try this product, you know pal. That, you can endorse that's it." That's better if that is just a story because we've heard a lot of stories, and it was a lot of, "Oh, I made a mistake. It was an over-the-counter supplement." I like this story a lot. Yeah, more. At least too. he's thinking outside the box. Yeah. If it is a story, yeah, better it, than the garbage that we normally get. Oh yeah, well, it was Adderall. It was a oh, don't <laughs> don't get me started on I'm that Adderall. Story. Oh okay. man, all right. Those that yeah. that excuse annoys me. Oh me to too. No end and. For the people that actually need the drug, yep. and to just go down that line, and it's something that is completely overused, but a conversation for, for another, another day, day as they say. Uh, Alex, I'm not sorry. Ryan Van Bibber is going to be our guest. We're going to jump into the NFL oh, quickly before we go. Yes, can we give a quick shout out to Jake Adams, uh, yeah. the Big Ten Conference Baseball Player of the Year? And the home run king in the Big Ten Conference as well for the Hawks. Yeah, 24 bombs on the season. The Hawkeyes tomorrow night, they play Maryland to kick off the Big Ten tournament. He's a big bopper out there. He is. Played up at DMAC, was on his way to North Dakota. Uh, Sorry, Jake, turn the car around. Uh, You're going to have to find another place. We don't have a baseball program anymore. And found a spot in Iowa City. They had a little bit of scholarship money that came open. Made his way there and... Going to finish up his season and more than likely going to be off to uh, the MLB Amateur Draft. As there you junior, go. He is draft eligible. Yes, he is. After his one year at Iowa. So uh, expect him to be chosen. I haven't heard much about him. Uh, there are some holes in that swing, even with the big bopper he is. Uh, but probably, I think I saw something maybe 15 to 20 round range, something like that. Okay. be selected and uh, then have a decision. You know, should he take the money or... Do you come back for your senior year? That's another decision that those guys have to make. Okay. Quick break. We're coming right back. We'll talk NFL with Ryan Van Bibber on the Big Talker 1700. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Summer's almost here. So is grilling season. This long weekend, start them both at the Home Depot with a Dynaglow 5-burner gas grill with side burner. Now just $179. You save 20 bucks. 
Its five main burners offer plenty of firepower, and its big grilling area covers a lot of burgers, hot dogs, and weekends. Get Memorial Day savings on a Dynaglow five-burner gas grill, now just $179, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, while supplies last. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Napa know-how. That's not heavy metal music. Or the sound of a stray cat fight. It's your car's not-so-subtle way of saying, head to Napa for new brake pads and rotors and get up to a $50 rebate by mail. So don't confuse for anything other than new brakes and 50 bucks back by mail. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 531.17. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000. Whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon. Sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Jim Brunson. 
Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. We roll till uh, 3 o'clock today. Thank you for turning us on. Uh, it's always fun when Ryan Van Bibber comes on with us, SB Nation, uh, as we talk a little NFL with him. Uh, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how are you today? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, let's jump right in here. Your reaction to the approval of the NFL and the 10-minute overtime, and also Roger Goodell saying, okay, touchdown celebrations are okay. Well, I'll start with the overtime, because I think that one's kind of, I mean, pardon my friends, but it's kind of BS. I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't affect that many games. I mean, I think, you know, there's one instance last year where uh, the Tampa-Oakland game that would have shifted and you had Detroit in the playoffs instead of the Buccaneers, so... I mean, you throw in a little bit of a wild card element like that. And, and, you know, there are, I think, less than 2% of the games in the last five years have gone to 15, full 15 minutes of overtime. So, I mean, I think there'll probably be more ties in the long run, not more ties that you would necessarily notice within uh, the course of a season. But it's just, and I, I think the thing that stinks to me about it is the whole thing that it's done under the guise of player safety, which is, understandable but shaving off five minutes of an overtime game isn't really going to change player safety the way say you know getting rid of thursday night football was <laughs> yes <laughs> that's yes. not happening not happen. exactly. they, they make way too much money on that <laughs> not happening uh, exactly ryan how much uh how much talk was there about adopting what to me is the best football system for overtime what they have in the college game uh, you can adapt the rules a little bit. Maybe you have to start on the opponent's 40 or 35, something like that, as opposed to uh, the 25 we see at college. Uh, was there any consideration or much consideration given to that idea? Not a lot. I mean, it's you. It's an idea that's sort of gathering steam. I mean, you know, coaches don't like ties necessarily, but I think that you know that's the kind of those are the kind of changes in the NFL where you know those come slowly in the NFL. I mean, it's a, it's a league that doesn't like to change things too dramatically over time. So, I mean, it's something that may gather more steam, especially, uh, you know, we'll see how the current overtime rules impact ties and stuff in the regular season. But I think there's just some general hesitancy to go back to, you know, to, to adopt anything like that. Although, I mean, I think there's a case to be made for it. Ryan Van Bibbers, our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, let's get in then to the uh, celebrations. Will we ever see Billy White Shoes Johnson leg dance? Will we ever see the Washington Redskins fun bunch again? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a move in the right direction. It's one of those NFL things. I think it just, you know, there's still a lot of pearl clutching in the league offices, so they're afraid to let to get to let it get too far away from them. But I mean, you need these things in the game. I'm glad they eased up a little bit. I think it's group celebrations, and you know, you don't have to worry about the ball being a prop anymore and getting a penalty for anything like that. You still can't do, you know, like Josh Norman's bow and arrow celebration or anything like that is still, or Antonio Brown's twerks and Michael Bennett's hip thrusting and things like that are still off limits, which, I mean, I understand their concern. It's also a little overwrought. I mean, this is why, you know, this is the stuff people love about the game. I mean, how many people remember the touchdown Randy Moss scored versus 
the the Minnesota Mooney did that yeah. in that game. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's this is what you know. People watch these games because the players they love the players and the players have personalities. I mean, it's the it's that you know this is how you connect with the game, not just you know by making these guys sort of you know their statistics in a fantasy football lineup. Um, this is. You know, let let players be human beings, and, and fans are going to naturally gravitate to that. We love that when our players act out like that. I mean, it's you know, it's fun. It's funny, and if you're a fan on the opposing team, it gives you something. Ah, you know, it feeds that rivalry. So, give the referee some discretion. I mean, you know, these are adults; they know how to handle. They can understand what's intended to be offensive and and, and violent versus what's intended to be a celebration and, and, and uh, you know, just general trash talk between rivals. It's a violent game, and you're going to tell me that, you know, we're somehow making it less violent by taking, you know, people's players' ability to shoot a bow and arrow, right. an imaginary bow and arrow yeah. into the sky. So. <laughs> it, it is absolutely ridiculous and, and maybe a step in the right direction. But we're not going to go full-fledged. I saw some video uh, up on Facebook the other day of uh, a Japanese league they take it to another level they over do. there with their celebrations. We'll never get to that point, I don't think, here with the NFL. Yeah, and you know, you too, you can't. I mean, I understand too. They they do have to consider TV time, and they can't let games bleed into three and a half, three three hour and forty five minute affairs because you know players are taking five minutes to celebrate a touchdown. Right, you know, there's right. there's a there's a line in the sand you got to draw there. That's funny. Look, I remember there was these guys that uh, they were. Uh, internet sensations they were like soccer players from a club team and they did all these goofy celebrations after they scored one was like they would uh, a, a guy would like pretend he was casting a line and the other guy be on the <laughs> ground and he'd flop like a fish coming to him and then the, and then the rest of the team would go over and pick him up and he'd be laying down in their arms like a trophy and the guy would take a photo of him uh, I, mean, I mean there's some funny stuff that you could really do well we're not we're not going to get to what we saw from a certain wide receiver in San Francisco and Philadelphia, are we? Are they going to let a pen come out and sign autographs? <laughs> well, and I can understand that too, because like you know, you know, if players are hiding pins in their socks, God mm-hmm. knows what else they could stick in there. So, you know, I understand the you know bringing props onto the field of play is probably. Uh, you know, a, 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 a distinction they need to maintain for that. So, <laughs> Ryan Van Bibber joining us here. Well, Ryan, we've uh, we've talked a time or two since the NFL draft. Uh, there's still a couple of names out there, though, on the free agent wire that can be had. Do you expect uh, some of the guys that are sitting out there? We've found final decisions for Tony Romo, for Jay Cutler, as they move into the TV booth, but. Any free agent names that you're keeping your eye on right now? Well, obviously the big names that are still getting a lot of attention out there are um, Colin Kaepernick and RG3. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about Kaepernick on your show before, and I think that you know Kyle Shanahan made a pretty good point in regards to RG3, but I think it also applies to Kaepernick, too. It's You know, you, you have to have – these are talented guys. I don't think anyone questions that. I mean, RG3 – you have injury questions that you have to wonder about with him. I mean, he's never really been healthy since his rookie season. So, you know, that's another issue you'd have to consider with him. But, they're, you know, at this point, they're, they would be backup quarterbacks. And even if you did sign him to be a starter, you sort of have to have a system that fits their skills. I think Colin Kaepernick's a really talented quarterback. But I get Kyle Shanahan's point of you do have to shift 
how you play a little bit. So if you have a pocket, let's say you have Matt Ryan, or uh, you know that sort of traditional pocket passer type quarterback, you bring in a backup like Colin Kaepernick or RG3, that puts you a little disadvantage because you have to kind of run a different offense if those guys get out on the field. And you don't really want to have to change everything for your backup quarterback. You also don't want to have to take you know, the time to – you don't really develop a veteran backup quarterback like these guys, like say if you drafted a rookie and he's going to sit on the bench for a year or two behind you know, an incumbent starter like that. But you know, there's a consideration with, with guys like that. I mean, it, it stinks because you would like – for coaches and offenses to be flexible enough because both of those guys are exciting players when they're healthy and when they're on the field. It's a better game. There's no question about that. But you kind of have to have a system to work with them in place to do that. I mean, I, let's see if this thing with Seattle plays out. And you saw Pete Carroll mention Kaepernick and, and RG3 as intriguing backup options mm-hmm. for them because they don't have to, you know, they're a team that doesn't have to dramatically change how they play. Caroline is another good example. I mean, you know, you don't have to go from Cam Newton to Derek Anderson you know, at, at backup quarterback. So, I mean, I think those are those teams like that are always interesting fits for these guys. But the longer we go where they don't play, the less likely it becomes that they ever come back to the league. So we'll see what happens. But I think those are the, obviously the biggest names out there right now. I got a kick out of uh, the OTAs and Ben Roethlisberger talking to the news media. And he, and did you see this? You did, didn't you? And he said, he said, I'm 100% sure I want to be a, a Steeler this season. And somebody asked him, did you really mean it? And he says, what? You think I was lying to you guys? Uh, <laughs> Roethlisberger, he's, he's a change man a little bit. He, he's, he's opened up a little more, and he's got a pretty good personality now. Yeah, you know, and, and you kind of wonder when he says stuff like that how – how much credence to give the reports that he really considered retirement after the offseason? I mean, I, he was, you know, he's the kind of player that plays a style of, of football that that's not necessarily easiest on, on a man's body. So I think that, you know, when those rumors of retirement were floating around, I wasn't willing, I wouldn't have just waved him off, you know, because I think that as, as the likelihood of it happening was pretty slim, but I mean, you, you know, you've got to think it, as players get older and they know more about the risks of playing the game than they did 10, 15, 20 years ago, that's, you're going to see more players consider retiring earlier than, than they normally would have. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see all that play out. I think, you know, Roethlisberger, I don't know how much longer he'll play. It's, uh, you know, how much he, 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 uh, he gives the media in a, in a press conference after OTAs. It'll be right. interesting to watch. Hey, uh, last thing for you, one other rule change, uh, the cutdown. You know, normally we had the cutdown down to 70 players and finally getting down to 53 before the season. Now it sounds like it's going to be one big one. Now for young guys trying to make an impact, they're going to have more time in front of the coaches to try to show what they can do. But when that cutdown day comes, boy, uh, Ryan Van Bibber, you're going to be busy over yeah. at SB Nation. <laughs> well, at least I don't have to do it twice in the same week. That's true. I guess that's sort of we're in the same two week window there. So that's uh you know, I think that's the bright side if you're in the media the end of the business here. But I mean, you know, I I guess it's easier from a coach's standpoint. You know, they feel like they can do all this at once, um, and then you know, then you have some time to come out and you know, you, the guys that get cut in that first wave, you can't really do much with them until you break, make your second wave of cuts. So Maybe they feel like this is a way to get their roster done. I mean, I, you know, it's interesting some of the roster, roster related rules that they've changed. I don't, that one doesn't, you know, I, I 
in, you know, where the media glasses, I can see the effect for me on that. But, like, you know, the change to where you can bring two players back from injured reserve instead of one. I think that's a smart move. They need to start, you know, football's 16-game season is different from baseball and different from other sports. In the injuries are different and how these things work, and you've got to get guys back on the field because until you start to let the league expand the rosters, which I think is ultimately where they need to go, then you know you've got to kind of you've got to be able to play fast and loose with some of these roster rules and injury injury reserve injured reserve and and the rules about things like that. Always good, man. When you come on the show with us, we always appreciate talking NFL. It's going to be a an interesting summer here, especially when the OTAs and then the guys start to uh, head into training camp in late July. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Halfway, halfway to the, uh, yeah, to the season. You got We're it. There. Yeah. See you, bud. There you go. Bye-bye. Ryan Van Bibber, SB Nation National Football League, on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We're coming right back. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Can you finish this little ad phrase? Visa, it's everywhere you... Right, most people know it's everywhere you want to be. But this message isn't about Visa cards. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Jeff Peterson. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We're glad to share them. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. 
It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first. Two Two four ninety nine hundred save thousands. Summer's almost here. So is grilling season. This long weekend, start them both at the Home Depot with a Dynaglow five burner gas grill with side burner. Now just one hundred seventy nine dollars. You save twenty bucks. Its five main burners offer plenty of firepower, and its big grilling area covers a lot of burgers, hot dogs, and weekends. Get Memorial Day savings on a Dynaglow five burner gas grill. Now just one hundred seventy nine bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, while supplies last. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 KBGG with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods, I'm good. I've seen you golf. The trick shot for you is hitting the green in regulation. There you go. Then join former pro ball running back Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney for the Tiki and Tierney Show and head into the evening with former registered sports writer Bill Ryder with Ryder Than You on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. We used to think all lung cancer was the same. But now we know there are several different molecular types of lung cancer. By performing molecular testing on a lung cancer tumor, doctors can try to determine what's causing it to grow, which can help identify treatment options. Not all lung cancers are the same. Talk to your doctor to see if molecular testing is appropriate for you. And visit Lung Cancer Pro.